You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. Hi, my name is Joe Dolby and I'm the hub leader for Oasis Hub Bath. I also lead Oasis Church Bath alongside a great team of volunteers. If you were around last year, you might remember that I did a talk about a similar time of year called Looking Back, Looking Forward. And it was where I sort of reviewed the year that had just gone, thinking about maybe some of the things that we'd achieved, some of the key things uh, that had happened along the way. And then also looking forward. So looking forward to the year ahead, thinking about what our priorities might need to be, some of the things that God might be asking us to particularly sort of focus on and think through. So at the time, I promised that was going to be an annual event, that I was going to do that talk every year. And because of COVID, obviously, we can't meet every week at the moment. So I'd like to do that talk in this way um, this year only. So I'm going to be thinking a little bit about 2020, thinking about some of the key things that we've done, that we've achieved, and then thinking about our themes for 2021. So what might be the things that we need to particularly focus on as we move into the year that's just begun? So if you want to find out a bit more about sort of why why I think it's important to do this, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the Looking Back, Looking Forward talk that I did in January 2020. You can find that on the talks page of our website at oasisbath.org. You can also find it through our SoundCloud page and through Spotify if you search for Oasis Church Bath and scroll down and look for Looking Back, Looking Forward. And I explain a little bit from a biblical perspective about why it's important to do this kind of thing. But this year, I just want to get straight into it um, and start thinking about the year that's just gone. So when we started in January, I don't think anybody had any idea, could have guessed what this year would hold. We began with a series at church called Being Human, where we thought about some aspects of what it means to be human, but particularly some things looking at um, kind of the inward journey really of our own lives. So we thought about themes like self-awareness, emotional maturity. Uh, We invited guests from Focus Counselling. We had Jan and Helen and uh, Jess, who's part of Oasis Church Bath. They came to talk about counselling and psychotherapy. We talked about self-care and self-comfort. In fact, that topic, self-care and self-comfort, was the last talk that we did before the first lockdown. And I think it's really timely that we spent time working on ourselves. I wonder if that was good preparation to understand a bit more about who we are and what we need and how we might get through what was to come. So I'm, I'm grateful for that series and I think it was really helpful for lots of people. Um, one of the, the great joys about 2020 and, um, you know, some of the months leading up to that was that we've we really welcomed quite a few new people into our community. And that's been really exciting. And so we've had newcomers events like coffee meetings and lunches after church. Um, and we've also been able to start two new newcomers micro hubs, uh, which has been a chance for people who are new to Oasis to explore who we are a little bit and to find ways to, to get involved. So a particular hello to you if you've joined us in the last year or two. Uh, we've also sort of kind of rebranded and created more of our micro hubs. So micro hubs are our midweek small groups that meet in people's homes or in different locations based on sort of what they're what they're doing. So we've got a daytime group. We've got we had a board games group that happened last year. There's a group that meets in Western. We had a podcast group um, and our park life group that met over the summer when restrictions were eased a little bit. So it's lovely that we've been able to offer more in the way of those midweek daytime groups because they're so important to build relationships uh, with others in the church community. So we're hoping to be able to continue to offer those at various points in the year. 
we can't think about 2020 without thinking about COVID. And I think it's safe to say that we will, I hope we will never experience anything like it again. But as a church, we had to radically change everything about the way that we do community life together. So um, kind of overnight, really, we weren't able to meet um, on Sundays and we very quickly mobilised and adapted and worked with Oasis Waterloo to create the global gatherings, which are still going on now um, every Sunday at 11 o'clock, short, informal, sort of by size services um, that anybody can join in with and I'm really proud of our contribution to those I'm really thankful to particularly Nathan at Oasis Waterloo who spends hours and hours editing preparing uh, talks and and putting it all together it takes a lot of work um, and it's been wonderful I think for all of us it's been a really positive thing to help us stay connected but also to feel connected to the wider sense of, of what Oasis is doing. And alongside that, we've had our monthly services, our own online services as Oasis Bath, which have been lovely to see more familiar faces. And as we've been able, we've emerged those into, um, evolved those into hybrid services where we then were able to meet in the building, but with uh, reduced numbers and some restrictions. Um, I think I just want to say a big thank you to everybody that has embraced that the change and, and the weirdness of having to do things that we probably don't really want to be doing, like lots of online things and um, just giving the technology a go. And I've been so impressed with how uh, adaptable people have been willing to be. And I think that's that's kind of what's kept us through, really. So, yeah, thank you for the ways that you've cared for others. Thank you for the ways that you've you've embraced change and that you've kind of held you know stuck in there, because I know it's been it's been difficult at points. Some of the other things that we've been able to do, we've had our local WhatsApp groups, um, our youth have been able to meet on WhatsApp initially and then um, through the monthly youth space sessions. And again, we have not been able to, to do those uh, recently or this month because of COVID, but we'll restart those as soon as we can. We've had our kids slots in our own online services. So big thank you to Gemma and Claire and John that have embraced that and have done some, some brilliant little kids slots to just make our kids feel like there's something for them, even if they can't meet together at the moment. And again, you know, you can't think about COVID without thinking about the amazing efforts that we uh, we did to deliver food parcels to families in the first lockdown. And then we did that weekly for four months, which is an absolutely colossal effort. And everybody was involved in that. So many of you helped, so many of you donated. We wouldn't have been able to do it without you. So thank you. And um, for those that haven't seen it, there's a short documentary. It's about five, six minutes long that was made about the food parcel project. And I'd really encourage you to watch it because it's it's fantastic and it does really explain what we did why we did it and the impact that we were able to have and you can find that on our vimeo page so if you go to vimeo.com and search for oasis hub bath you should find us or go to our homepage oasisbath.org scroll to the bottom there's a little v for the vimeo link and that's our vimeo page so you can find it there one of the things that we're really proud of as a church is our celebration and affirmation of the LGBT community. And before COVID hit, we were quite active in doing various different things. Lots of you will remember the carol service that we did the year before, our LGBT affirming carol service, where uh, the building was packed out. And we did that in partnership with Christchurch and St. Stephen's. Um, sadly, obviously, we weren't able to do that um, in 2020, but we have still managed to do a few things to um, yeah, carry on uh, thinking about inclusion from, from that perspective. So um, I was able to visit something called Space, which is an LGBT youth group that Off the Record, which is a, a youth work charity, a local youth work charity do. Uh, and that was brilliant. I went to talk about 
a bit of my own story, but also thinking about faith and sexuality and um, the attitude of the church and how we could kind of change that. And some of the young people helped me create a film where they um, sort of express their messages and hopes, I guess, for the church going forward. And again, that's also on our Vimeo page, but that was a real honour to be able to do that with them. They were a real great bunch of young people. Um, I also had a, the privilege of going to St Mark's School in Bath to do an assembly as part of LGBT History Month. And again, that was thinking about how the church is changing and is becoming a more inclusive place. Another big thing in 2020 has been the progress on our building project. We've got big dreams to refurbish our building and make it a home for the city. And as part of that, we did a feasibility study, which was funded by St. John's uh, to help us work out what some of those refurbishment plans might look like, what's possible for us to do. Um, that's now uh, complete. And our architects presented the plans to the church online um, a few months ago. And if you didn't see that presentation, you'd like to send me an email and I'll send you the link to the film but obviously that will be something that we'll pick up when we start to look forward to the year ahead because we'll need to, to keep that going as well as the feasibility study we've made a lot of safety improvements to our building our fire safety is dramatically improved we've got a new fire door system at the back we've got smoke alarms and uh, we've got toilet alarms in the disabled loos now we're doing some of the checks and, and things that we should have been doing like pat testing um and we've got smoke alarms fitted on every floor. So things are a lot safer for the building in its current form, particularly as it's being used more and more by the community, which is fantastic. Um, our new Wi-Fi is great to have Wi-Fi on every level. Um, good Wi-Fi is, is really, really good. And a big thank you to Andy Ide who put all of that in for us and worked really hard, making sure that we had a system that was as we need it. So uh, yeah, really pleased to have that up and running. I've spoken a little bit about Make Lunch already. Uh, Make Lunch, obviously, we did run a face-to-face um, -face session in, in the February half term, but pretty soon after that, we were in lockdown. And so we changed to our food parcel delivery model. And that's currently still how we're running every school holiday. But we've been able to scale that up and deliver food to many more families that we didn't have um, a relationship with before. So that's really good. And we're hoping that when we, uh, when we move forward and come out of COVID and restart Make Lunch, we'll have contact with so many more people now actually as a result of having to kind of switch to a food parcel project model so really excited about uh, what make lunch will look like going forward another group that we run our kinship carers group has continued to meet um, sometimes online when covid's been particularly bad but sometimes face to face as well and we do now have a quite a consistent group of attenders all of them talk about how helpful that group is in, to, in meeting other carers and accessing the support that they need we were also able to deliver self-care packs to 20 kinship carers in lockdown just to tell them that they were thought of and that they weren't alone and they were really appreciated so thank you to those that helped with that I can't talk about 2020 again without talking about our pantry. I think for me, it's been one of the highlights of the year to see that. And we opened that in September and that's to provide affordable, high quality food to people on low incomes. Um, and we signed up our hundredth member this week and we are seeing on average between 35 and 40 people attending every week. So the numbers are really high. The need is great, which is really sad, but amazing that we can be there to support people. And our, our members talk so much about how helpful for the project is about how friendly the volunteers are about how much it means to them to to have a chat and and see someone friendly uh, particularly when we're facing um, lockdown and so many challenges and um, so yeah that project continues to go really well and we're, we're exploring how we can um, continue to to maintain uh, the growth and uh, yeah help as many people as possible 
uh, we're actually in the process of producing an impact report, which we're hoping to, to publish in the next couple of weeks. And that will really give lots of detail on the impact that we're making through the community work that we do. Um, and I'd really encourage you to look out for that. I've been trying to put that together this week and some of the comments from our pantry members particularly, but others who use our projects, they're really moving and you can really see the difference that we're making. So, yeah, look out for that when it comes. We've also seen a real growth in our staff team. So alongside myself and Elaine, who's our hub team administrator that works with us three days a week, we've also found some funding to be able to pay Claire Henwood to be our community worker for three days a week. So Claire has a dual role. She's pantry coordinator, so she looks after that project. But one day a week, she's also going to be leading Make Lunch. So yeah, she'll be working three days a week in 2021. And we're hoping to make that, that, um, yeah, that funding permanent. And we're also excited that in February we've got a caretaker starting, so um, I'll get to that. But yeah, really exciting to have seen such growth in our staff team. Finances, I think, um, you know, often the, the case has been that finances have been in quite an alarming place. Certainly in the first year of me doing the job, I was aware that was a big priority in trying to turn that around. Um, and thankfully, we have been able to really dramatically improve our finances. We're looking at 2021 of, of becoming solvent. So we're actually breaking even rather than using our reserves. We've seen a huge increase in regular giving um, and in the money that we've been able to obtain from grants and trusts. So it's been a, a good year for us financially, even if there's been some other challenges around COVID. Um, it's been a great year for partnerships. So um, we've worked together with other organisations more, whether that's the Salvation Army with the Food Parcel Project or um, organisations like Bath Mind and Julian House. People are referring into our pantry. Um, it's been great to develop the partnerships that we've got um, I particularly want to talk about a partnership with Christchurch, who are just up the road from us. They have been so wonderful and so supportive. So many of their church members come to our help out in, with food parcel deliveries and with the pantry. And so we're really thankful for, for their support. I think it's also been really lovely for me to see the recognition that we're getting as Oasis. So we are now a bit more known. People really respect us as a, you know, a major provider of community work within the city. Uh, we were on the front page of the Bath Chronicle uh, for the Food Parcel Project. We've had a visit from our local MP. We're a hob house who came to see the food parcel delivery models. We've been in Bath Magazine, Bath Life. We've just had a little bit more exposure and that's been helpful to spread the word about what we do. Uh, not because we want to shout about it and show off or anything like that but just because the more people that hear about us the more people then hear about the things that we do the projects that we run that they might be able to access help and support but also it helps widen our support base so when we do look at things like increasing regular giving we're not just looking to the church community we can look you know outside of that as well and finally, it sounds like a small thing, but again, it's really important. Our website has been quite dramatically improved. So if you haven't had a look at that recently, go and look at oasisbath.org. Look at all the different pages, particularly the projects page, because we've really made an effort to be better at communicating who we are and the things that we do. And several people have been involved in that. So thank you to those uh, people. You know who you are, people that have helped us do some of the kind of tech stuff that I don't understand, but also, uh, you know, helped it look and feel better. That's kind of our, our front door in some ways. Lots of people will come to know about us first because of the website. So it's really important that we have a, um, a good website that people can use. So I'm really happy about that. 
So when um, when I did the, the talk last year, I said that there were these three kind of key themes which I thought were going to be really important for 2020. And it's really interesting to now look back at those three themes. So I first of all said that we needed to strengthen the egg. So our governance structure, which consists of our trustees, hub steering group, church steering group and our task groups. Um, it's it we drew this diagram and it's shaped like an egg <laughs> and so um, at the time it felt like there was lots of elements of, of our makeup as an organization that made us actually quite fragile um, and so there was this sense of like fragility and needing to be stronger and grow our resilience as an organization and I don't think anything could have done that in the way that that this or last year now is that 2020 has totally achieved that I think it's made us strong I think it's made us have to to dig deep to think differently to be creative to participate in ways that we probably never thought that we would and there is this sense of strength I think hardship builds resilience doesn't it? it it brings you together it binds you together and I can see lots of different ways in which we're stronger than we were before so that's something that we can be really thankful for the second priority I spoke of last year was about taking ownership. So there was perhaps a sense where maybe there was like a core group of people that were doing most of, of everything. And then there were lots of other people who, for whatever reason, weren't participating loads. And so I encouraged us all to think about what part we could play and to take more ownership about the things that we do as a church. And again, people have been incredible. And so thank you for that. Um, I know that I've asked you to do things this year that you probably never thought you'd do. You've stepped out of your comfort zone. You've, you know, grinned and bared it as you've joined yet another Zoom call and <laughs> Zoom group when that's the last thing that you want to do. But you've recognised it's important um, for our, our community life and, and for, yeah, um, the continued sort of um, building of the church, really. So, yeah, I think people definitely take, have taken ownership and have done things um, that have really, really helped then the, the final theme for 2020 was about let hope return. It was this sense of, of letting ourselves dream again and knowing that we can be hopeful for the future. And I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've had to choose to practice hope um, on a daily basis sometime at the moment. Haven't we needed hope to just hold on uh, through this difficult time? And I had no idea how relevant it would be to say about hope and how we desperately needed hope and how hope is not this kind of like woolly feeling. It's it's kind of this, you know, rocket fuel that's like I I passionately believe that things can be different. I'm going to do everything that I can um, to make that rea a reality. So looking forward then, I think our three themes this year, when I have, have reflected on it and, and prayed about it and, and really thought about where I feel we're being led and what's important, I've come up with these three different themes. The first one is light and shadows. So I think this year is going to, it's already started off incredibly tough. There's lots of darkness. There's lots of despair. It's hard to keep going. We're weary and there will still be hard times to come. It isn't going to be the, the magical, um, you know, the vaccine isn't going to suddenly mean that life can return to normal. We still have some challenges to come. And so I think that's that's a reality and we're going to have to be prepared for that. But having said that, I think that it will also be the year of a lot of light. I think we've, we've seen lots of good things happen already and more of that is going to come. The vaccine is starting to have an impact and it will make a difference later in the year. We will be able to return um, to some elements of, of normal life as we as we had it before. So it's going to be a year of light and shadows, I think. The second theme, I think, for 2021 is about reset and refocus. So for me, it's 
a bit lazy just to kind of restart everything that we were doing before without reflecting or evaluating on whether that's even the right thing or what we need to do. So that's one of the reasons why we've created these new micro hubs because we want to, the ones looking particularly at what we do on Sundays and why we do it, because we've got this once in a lifetime opportunity to actually think about whether we want to do the things that we're doing. So those micro hubs are going to be really key in shaping some of what we do going forward. And it's that sense of resetting I mean, not just jumping back in, but having this kind of um, opportunity to sort of begin again and refocusing perhaps about not doing loads of new things or learning loads of new things, but refocusing, relearning the things that we kind of already knew, but have just become more important or um, need to have a sharper focus. So reset and refocus, particularly as we think to returning to Sunday gatherings and other aspects of church life. Final, final theme is recover. So um, this year has, 2020 has been incredibly hard. 2021 will be very challenging in lots of ways and we're going to need to recover from this. We're not going to be able to just jump back into delivering all this stuff. Um, we're going to need rest. Um, you know, some people are going to be very traumatised from what's happened. Some people are going to really struggle to re-engage with normal life. We're going to have to take care. We're going to have to look after each other. And we're going to have to take some time to rest and recover. And some of that is going to be individually, but some of that will be collectively. Some of that will perhaps be about, about grieving, about mourning. Some of it will be um, about helping each other heal and move on. So recover. And when I think about recover and recovery, it's a, it's a word that's relevant beyond our church community you know when I think about um, all of the people that come to our addiction support groups that are in recovery from addiction um, you know recovery means more than 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 just getting over this it's a sense of of kind of yeah being who we really can be letting what we've been through really shape us into whatever God has for us in the future so light and shadows reset and refocus and recover and so um, just as I come to a close, I just want to maybe highlight five or six things, which I think also just practical uh, things which are going to be priorities for the year. So obviously now we've we've finished our feasibility study on the building. We need to think about what's next. Um, so I'm going to be working with our architects to look at our different options for beginning the process of uh, starting the fundraising to look at that building project. So um, we will keep you updated on that as we make decisions and then create kind of a strategy and a plan for going forward about how we start making some of that happen. I've spoken recently about the new projects that we had planned. Um, Bath Mind are starting breathing space. We hope at some point in February, but there has been some delays because of COVID. Breathing Space, as a reminder, is a service that Bath Mind will run in our building, in our basement, every evening of the year without fail from 5.30 till half 11 at night. And the idea is anybody that's escalating into a mental health crisis can turn up and get support and help from a qualified mental health practitioner. We're really excited to be hosting that project and we'll let you know how the refurbishments in the basement are going. Focus counselling, uh, they're obviously all working from home at the moment, delivering counselling online, but we're excited when the building is, is ready and COVID allows, they will be beginning their counselling practice in our building. So that will be something to get used to, to get them settled in and make sure that everything is working as it needs to for them. 
staff. So we're really excited that Mark, our new caretaker, is is starting with us on February the 1st. So obviously getting him settled in, but also just the impact that will have on uh, Elaine's workload. Um, Being able to keep the building as it needs to for the groups that use it will will be wonderful. And one of my priorities will be to try and raise more money to make the funding for Claire's role permanent so we can continue to pay her uh, for three days for the foreseeable future hopefully then for the next five years is what I'm aiming for one of the things that we're exploring currently as a church doing group and with the trustees is how we grow our staff team in relation to the church. So we would absolutely love to recruit and employ an associate minister, somebody that can really focus on the church aspect of what we do. Um, I just recognise that my role is always going to be juggling lots of different things and that there have been frustrations for me that I'm not able to give the church stuff, you know, the kind of full energy and, and time that it really needs because because my my time is so um, short when it comes to other things. I'm looking after all the community work, the building projects, um, managing staff, doing fundraising, running social media. I'm kind of doing really three full-time jobs at the moment. And so we do really need to take action to look at how we can grow our staff team. And for me, having an associate minister is the next logical step. So we'll involve uh, church members in in helping to be part of that process. And financially, we're, we're not where we need to be to employ that person but we'll be doing some work this year on creating the job description dreaming about what kind of person we need in that role and taking steps towards that so that hopefully by the end of the year we will be in a position to think about employing somebody so that's not definite that's a hope and a dream but we will be kind of seriously exploring that and taking steps towards that Uh, The Make Lunch Doing group met this week to have a strategy morning where we thought about kind of our vision going forward. Uh, That's, you know, our our longest running project, in some ways our most successful project. And the need is always going to be there. And so COVID has helped us sort of take a step back and think, okay, what does Make Lunch look like in the future? And that those conversations are still ongoing, but we are looking at how we develop our provision and how we make it more sustainable, how we open it out to more people. And we'll be sharing more on that soon. We're also, again, exploring whether our pantry can really keep running with, you know, the increasing numbers that we're seeing. Do we need to grow that provision? Do we need to open on a different day or for longer? Do we need to think about opening locations in other areas such as Southdown, where we kind of work already on the ground with our partners there? So, yeah, a few options for that, but exploring whether the pantry is something that we need to to think about doing in more than one location. And that, I think, is going to be our main uh, main few things to sort of focus on in 2021 but I think for me there's a sense of like not trying to rush in and do loads of new things because there is this sense of needing to recover and that that means us as an organization as well as individuals so uh, nothing new for now is is one of my little phrases at the moment but to perhaps just strengthen um, and yeah grow the stuff that we already do so before I go um, perhaps there's a sense of just thinking about what um, what you can do to respond to this. What what kind of um, what are we expecting in response? I think I'd just say probably three things. So and I'd say this all the time. So the first one is is join in. Um, there can be a temptation, I think, when we're weary to kind of retreat and hide from people. Please don't do that. I think if you kind of completely disappear and just wait for church to begin in, you know, six eight could even be 10 months um, you might feel very disconnected from things that are happening so do join in 
come to the online services, be part of the global gathering. If you haven't joined one of those three new micro hubs, it's not too late. They're still open for signups. Just get involved. It's only one hour every two weeks. It's not too much, but it will just help you be part of the conversations going forward in shaping what church look like will look like when we return, but also keeping you connected relationally to, to people at church. Read the weekly email. Um, that contains all the important stuff about what we're doing, what we're up to. And do pray, keep praying for us as an organisation, pray for the people in the uh, email list and you can pray in whatever way you pray. So um, that might mean that you want to make a practical response. It might mean that you want to um, just sit in silence and think of that person. It may be that you want to be more verbal in your prayers, but however you pray, um, pray, do pray. Second one is you've got to join in and then contribute. So help out, give, show up. Look out for others and be an active part of, of this community and contribute wherever you can. And all of you are great at doing that. So thank you for the ways that you are doing that. And then finally, take care. Uh, I said we will need to recover and um, it's it's kind of about surviving at the moment, isn't it? Um, but just please be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Take care. Ask for help when you need it. Don't put loads of pressure on yourself to achieve loads and do loads. Um, I think sometimes at this time of year, there is that sense uh, where you can feel that, but actually um, that isn't the vibe at the moment. I think it's just about keeping going and really taking care of yourself and those around you when you can. And hopefully we can recover together and come through this. I am really excited about 2021. I'm excited for all this COVID stuff to get lost, <laughs> but I'm excited actually and thankful about the opportunities that have come out of it. And because of it, I think we're stronger as a community. I think the things and the opportunities that we've had probably wouldn't have happened if it hadn't have been for COVID. So I am actually a little bit thankful for what's come out of it, even though it's been incredibly hard. So thank you for getting this far, whether you're listening or watching. Thank you for all the ways that you contribute and take part in life at Oasis Church Bath. It's going to be a good year, even if it takes us a while to get there. You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath find out more about us visit our website at www.oasisbath.org